Hello and welcome to an unexpected debrief for the 22nd of July after Aberdeen beat BK Hacken by five goals to one. Yes, it happened. Um, we thought it would be a close evening. We thought it would be a very tight tie to equally matched teams. And frankly, Martin, those opening 10-15 minutes, um, I, I really thought we weren't going to be at the races. I, I thought we were going to be overrun. Yeah, the, ten, the first 10 minutes... Um... We were a little bit ropey, um, and I did think though, I did think we could we could we could, have, could struggle. Um, not a lot of chances created. You know, um, I thought it was a bit it, the first ten minutes particularly were how would you describe it a very bitty, um, really, but um, we really did come in. I think after that, I thought we were, we were really decent. Um, it just takes time. T- took some time. It took that wee minute to get into the game. Well, it took more than it took more than a minute, definitely. I mean, there was um, Scott Brown being very careless with possession early on, um, allowing them to get the first opportunity. Then, well, frankly, a, a harsher referee might well have sent Andy Considine off, who who did his best to make it look like an accidental collision. But you know, he definitely took out the hacking striker who was had a clean run in and goal otherwise, um, and then we survived from the free kick. So at that point, ten fifteen minutes in. We're struggling. We're struggling to to get the ball at the pitch, and they're looking a danger on the break. But I don't know. There's just something about once we started to get up ahead of steam, that hacking backline just couldn't deal with it. It just couldn't deal with it. And uh, I think the shape was quite interesting. I mean, the most obvious pre-match thing to talk about would have been the inclusion of Funzo Ojo. Now. We kind of did speculate a little bit on the podcast that he might play just based on the fact that he'd had a good amount of minutes in the pre-season games. But I probably didn't expect him to play quite so high up the pitch as he did. No, not at all. Um, but he, he really had, you know, tonight you know, show, he showed that he's got a pretty good engine on him. Um, I thought he was, he was, no, he was all over the place. Just um, just really get really getting into good positions, getting down the wing. Him and, you know... I, Hayes obviously try, was trying to play some balls from down down the left hand side. That you no, know, there was a bit of no. I think a couple of times there was a bit of miscommunication. I mean, no, it wasn't. It, if we're being fair, it wasn't Johnny Hayes' best night in a red shirt. Um, but no, Ojo really did. I mean, I, I'm delighted to be wrong because I was I was kind of worried about him if he was going to be if he was going to be starting. But he really he really he really impressed tonight. Um, absolutely absolutely merited his, his start. Yeah, the fullbacks. I thought we we kind of got the sense definitely last season that under the way Stephen Glass wants to play, the fullbacks are going to be key. They they're going to spend a lot of their time up the pitch, and therefore having guys ahead of them. And tonight it was Ojo and Ferguson basically ahead of them. That's going to be necessary. You're going to need somebody who's who is capable of putting in a bit more of a disciplined shift, and that tended to work in terms of cutting down. Hacken's opportunity to maybe play a quick through ball from the channel up to their front two. Because suddenly when they got it forward, they were quick, as evidenced by the goal that they scored tonight. A very fine finish. I think the other thing, again, we touched upon it in the preview podcast, was that um, the combination up front, it wasn't maybe quite a 4-4-2. It's, I think the system was maybe closer to a 4-1-4-1 sort of system. Um Emmanuel Thomas was certainly drifting between the front two and the sort of attacking midfielders. But that connection between Emmanuel Thomas and Ramirez looked really impressive. It wasn't just the fact that they were harrying their defence because 
any sort of striker worth a salt can do that. I mean, that's what Darren Mackey, after all, was really good at, sort of running and chasing and harrying. But the fact that they were doing that and they were winning balls, they were winning flick-ons, and they weren't just winning them, they were finding each other. And that was absolutely key because we actually were, we were quite direct quite a lot of the time, weren't we? We were, yeah. I mean, you know fine what Emmanuel Thomas is going to give you. You know, he's, he's good in the air. I mean, look, he's, he's pretty slow, but he can control the ball. He holds up, holds up really well. Um, you, know, you look at him; he's he's really strong. You know, he isn't going to get bullied off the ball. He, he didn't get bullied off the ball hardly at all tonight. Um, and he's got you no; know, he's got a decent a decent pass on him as well. And you know, he, him and Ramirez they worked they did they worked really well together tonight. And it's you know it's it's positive. You know, it is looking it's something looking positive. You no, know, I I am still allowing myself to get completely carried away with those two. <laughs> Twenty goals each, Ron, but that's the that's the uh... that's the promise. No, we've um, no, we're just with just thirty nine more to come, um, and then we'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, frankly, if, uh, if if they don't hit their forty, but we get five each game, I think we'll be we'll be pretty happy with that. Um, but making things tick, I, Scott Brown, uh, I I had him as my man of the match tonight, despite impressive performances elsewhere. You know, I thought he he really drove the team on, and I I, I think there was a, the opportunity to to look at him in the flesh and to see him as our player. And obviously, you look at things differently when he, when he's in an Aberdeen shirt. But you know, like when the ball was being lofted up in the air and he was about to contest a fifty fifty, you know, he, other players would have their eye on the ball throughout the time it's kind of coming towards them. Scott Brown's looking around him and he's making sure that he's aware of the position of the opposition and he's able to just give him a little nudge or just get his body shape right to block them. It's that sort of experience and, and that sort of know-how that really I think we were significantly lacking last season. Um, so I was really impressed with him. I think you know the chat about him at 36 maybe being passed or maybe coming here to, to see out his retirement... You know, in three months, four months' time, we might still be saying that because, you know, we were so impressed with Paul Hartley when he first signed Martin, weren't we? And this is just one game. This is just the first leg. You know, we've got to go to Gothenburg and and complete the job. And I remember two seasons ago, again, when there was a crowd in the pitch, before the concept of a debrief was ever invented, we beat Shakura Sakeri 5-0 and we were so excited about that performance and the verve and the brio of that performance. And we came home that night and we did a podcast about that and things that season fell off a cliff, obviously. So, cautious because it's uh, just game one, but so, so optimistic about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I, th- I think I probably, I think I'd probably agree with you. But I mean, for me, I think Scott Brown probably was man the match. Look, no, Lewis Ferguson getting two goals, um, particularly the second one. No, that's it's flashy and it's eye catching. So you know, he's obviously he's all, he's going to get loads of plaudits and he deserves them. Um, interestingly, if there was any, if there's any of the um, financial controller staff from Watford listening to this podcast, you better up your bid, lads. Um, you really better up your bid because. Um, you know, he's he's not going to be going anywhere cheap, uh, but no, yeah, to, I, I would agree with you. I think that Brown for me um, was really impressive. He just he's got that kind of the football and inte- football and intelligence, I suppose you'd call it. That you know, we we've, we've been missing. You know, I mean, somebody like Shinny had it, um, where he just know, knew when yeah. to, knew when to be cute. Um, 
knew when to sort of just you no know, very very carefully leave one in just to let someone know what's it called, called letting someone know you're there. Um, and he, you know, he did that a couple of times tonight where he just you know one he won balls, um, and just just he was leading. It was like a, I'm not, I hate using the phrase a captain's performance, um, but it, but it really was. You no, know, he was he was you know, encouraging people. He was talking talking some of them through games when maybe when in the second half. Um, when they scored, you know, he was still he was you no, know, he was talking people through, you no, know, just like encouraging, geeing people up. Something that we didn't really have last season because it's hard for Joel Lewis to do that um, from from you no know, being the captain and the goal, and we didn't have that presence in the centre of midfield because McCrory and Ferguson and that and you know, McGeeck are quite quiet guys. Um, so just having someone like him there with the experience he's got to do that, just to to you know. Just to not let things, no, not hit the panic button, not lose the head, I think was really important. Yeah, because there was definitely a wobbly period at 3 1. Uh, Hagen definitely looked more likely to make it 3 2 than we did to, to make it 4 1 at that point. And again, the importance of scoring goals, because uh, the fourth goal, Hagen then kind of, they lose the plot. They just go hell for leather to try and score again. There's huge gaps, and we really control the game from that point on. Um, so. Yeah, goals change games, and, and tonight's a perfect example of that. The game was turned on its head by Considine's first, and then when Ramirez gets the fourth, that was very nearly, I'd, I'm very hesitant to say, but very nearly that is the tie. Um, it, it's it's a significant result. It's uh, it's important because people were, were seeing this. It's hardly a banana skin because it was a tough draw against a team that could quite comfortably have beaten us. I mean, other Swedish teams tonight have won. Hammerby, I think, or... Possibly uh, Alsborg, um, I can't remember which of the two. They've beaten Raika, uh, not Raika. Who did they beat? Maribor, 3-1 tonight. So, you know, we, we know the capability of Maribor in, in these sort of qualifying games. We know the kind of level. And we know that the Swedish league's a, a good league. It's maybe below Scotland in the rankings right now, but that's maybe because it doesn't have the sort of two dominant teams in the same way that we do here in Scotland, overspending. So, so that's a really impressive win tonight um about the night itself i was i was dubious beforehand i didn't know how normal it would feel i didn't know how it would feel it felt brilliant i, I just uh, I, I used the word reconnection and that's that's really it, it felt that way it really did just you know, absolutely delighted to get back you know um it's been no it was what 15 months 16 months whatever it was um you know a little bit of no, it's just it's just emotional being there uh, because we've all we've all missed it so much, um, and it just shows the shows the importance of just it shows the importance of the football club um, to to people that you know and I thought that atmosphere tonight, you know had no, there's only what five and a half thousand people there, but it was a really 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 good atmosphere. People, you see, you see how delighted everybody was to be back back at the games. Um, you know, I think that you know. The performance obviously helped that. It helped that as well. But it was just, it was just so great to be back. Have to say as well, um, I don't think I could be more delighted that the first person to score um, a goal after after all this, when the crowds are back, is Andy Considine. You could not write that. You know, if you were writing some sort of fairy tale about, you know, the kind of, you know, the local hero guy is going to get the, the the opening goal after we've all been finally allowed into stadiums. Um, that is just wonderful. Um, I'm so happy it was him that got that goal. 
Yep, and um, beforehand, I mean, there was some griping about... There were long queues. Um, the queue stretched as far back as uh, King Street at one point. But, you know, partly that's because I think people were given a bit more space in the queue than they would normally do. Um, I think, in fairness, everybody got in before kickoff, as as far as I can tell. So, you know, fair play to everybody. I think someone said that, you know, I think Dave Cormack was on um, Red TV at halftime and did say that the police had asked them to hold off for 10, 15 minutes as well. Um, so that was obviously reason why it wasn't, um, why there was a bit of a delay. But look, once, once, once we got going, it, it moved really quickly. Um, you know, understand there's going to be, there's going to be teething problems as the first time. Um, we'll yep. see what happens in it. We'll see what happens obviously in a couple of weeks. Um, well, what, 10 days, whatever it will be, nine days um, against Dundee United. Um, hopefully, the same amount, if not more, will be allowed back as well. And you know, th- those kind of, those te- those teething problems will be will be ironed out. Yep, that's you know the only possible black spot on what was a a fabulous evening and um, just a night that reminded you how how much it means, I suppose, uh, and um, <laughs> how what it can do to your spirits. A good night of the football. Um, because that was that was glorious, uh, Martin. An absolute pleasure. Uh, an upbeat and entirely positive debrief. It only took the entire time of lockdown to come up with one. Um, but thank, thanks for sharing that with me. I'm glad we did this. I hope people enjoy listening to it. So uh, we will be back early next week with a, a full show, looking back at uh, the game tonight and looking ahead to the second leg. We'll hope that you join us for that one. But until then, come on you Reds.